0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast. Everybody's here, we're talking football, we're talking the big bumper amount of games from last week and we're talking games for this week. We've got news and everything that's going on in the football world at this point in time. While I've got you and before we get started, if I can ask you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts that would be amazing. Right here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Oh, balls! Where's it? Recording
1: in progress.
0: That couldn't. That could not have been a better start. It it ticks so many boxes.
1: I I wonder <laughs> if we should run like a little a little competition on what what the listeners and, and viewers think was was Stu's full sentence there.
0: No, but I tell you this much: I am going to cut out that first one second, and I am going to paste it to the beginning of every football podcast from now on. <laughs> every single foot that is going to be the foot. I'm going to take away. <laughs> The theme tune, and I'm just going to cut that onto the start of every <laughs> single football podcast. It'll just start with ah balls, and then we'll just go straight into it. There'll be no well, no. I
2: think we've or. accidentally just found the new name for the football podcast. <laughs> 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 ah
0: balls! There we go.
1: Hey, That's it. Hey, <laughs> very good, very good.
0: Speaking of well, intros,
1: well, I was just going to say, it seems like I've uh, it seems like I've got my big fat mouth open already. Uh, I might as well uh, continue on and welcome you all on to another uh, weekly installment of the football podcast. Welcome along, all one and all. Um, we'll give you a round-up of the past week's goings-on in the round ball world. Um, maybe a little bit of FA Cup uh, nonsense and, and whatnot. Um, but we'll get to that later on, as uh, it, it turned out to be quite the fruitful weekend for some of us.
0: So, I just I just remembered something that somebody told me earlier today, and I was like, "Oh, that's football related." I wonder if we'll be covering that. Um, so, no. okay, just checking. Uh, where do you want to start? Start as you mean to go on.
1: Well, we might as well start with last week's games, aren't we? Oh,
0: I was hoping you weren't going to say that. I tell you something. I don't want. I don't want to toot my own horn. But two two bitches i not only updated the book in a in a timely manner some of the games were updated live Ooh. Ooh. yeah Turned
3: into a football fan the
0: first the first uh no i'm telling you lies the first Ooh. and the third games of the week were updated live just cuz i was like huh oh, Hmm Interesting. Huh.
1: Well, not not to foreshadow too much, but that first game with dedication because it finished till about eleven o'clock.
0: And the and the there is a reason for that because I think one one of you guys might have said something about that game, and I was like, ah, oh, I'll just I'll just check out what's going on. And I was like, ooh, ooh, exciting, <laughs> and then it got even more exciting. But that is foreshadowing, so let's get it covered because the first game was the secret podcast derby. Manchester United
1: versus the mighty Middlesbrough. I can only presume, Andrew, that it's the secret podcast habit because for some reason, in your Bristol home, the the only games you could get access to were Manchester United games. Yeah.
0: On on the TV, it was just nothing but Man United. Uh, they had the the Man United football channel in Bristol. That was all you could get.
1: Yes, it was the opening of week. Well, I say week opening of round four of the FA Cup, and the first game of the weekend schedule was indeed Man United versus Middlesbrough. Um Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to say a one-sided game, but. Going into, going into half time, Middlesbrough were incredibly fortunate to only be one nil down. Let's put it that way. It was probably the most one sided game I've, I've seen in in a long time. And yeah, Borough could have had no complaints if they were four or five down at the, at the break because they were absolutely shocking in the first half. They were that bad, um, and it was just not, for, for one of the better reasons. It was poor finishing by Man United that it wasn't more than one rather than anything else. Uh, But yeah, Jadon Sancho opened the scoring for Manchester United. (sighs) Then came the controversy. Oh, I'd I'd, I'd almost forgotten that uh, our boy Cristiano missed a penalty in the first half. I completely forgot about that. Um, Yeah, in the second half came the controversy. Uh, So... Uh, Borough played a nice little bit of uh, play to sort of cut through the thirds um, got the ball out on the right side cross into the box where Duncan Watmore goes to control the ball um, balls it up and uh, basically manages to deflect the ball back into his own path with the uh, with his left hand at which point everyone watching the game was probably just like well that's handball the referee plays on as VAR is in play, uh, and Matt Crooks slams in the equaliser from about eighteen centimetres off the goal line or something like that, and celebrates like he's literally just scored the uh, the winner in the World Cup final. Um, muted, muted celebrations at best from the Borough supporters because I'm pretty sure, like myself, everyone like I said, everyone that was in in like in earshot of the of the goal was like, well. That's getting chalked off because he's clearly handballed Um yeah, VAR review. Goal stands because it wasn't because it was accidental handball. <laughs> no, absolutely no idea how, but um, yeah. Were they play were they playing schoolyard rules. Remember like <laughs> we used to argue with like, you, oh it's action, it's action still a goal, still a goal. It, it's the so when I used to play on a Monday, I say when I used to, I still do now. But there's a guy that we used to play with on a Monday who doesn't come down anymore. Um, but he wasn't the quickest when it came to making challenges and things like that. So half the time the ball was gone, and he'd just wipe a guy out, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, mate, I was a bit late with the challenge there." But it's um, it's not a, it's not a free kick because I didn't mean to tackle you. It's like Steve, Steve, that's. That that's not how that works. If you if you wipe someone out but didn't mean to, it's still a free kick. As so of that, so it must be the principle because uh, yeah, because he didn't mean to, uh, he, he he can get away with handballing it. But uh, yeah, massively controversial. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and like say that oh yeah, well deserved and like so that because absolutely not. I mean, if I if I was a Monday Night fan, I'd be absolutely raging that it wasn't chopped off. But. Then was the breaks and stuff. United had another chance. Well, they had n- numerous chances to win the game. Bruno Fernandez was cleaned through at one point after a mistake by the goalkeeper and managed to hit the post from pretty much an open goal. Um, and then the game went into extra time, and for the next half an hour, there was basically no nothing of nothing of note to write home about. So the game went to penalties. That's, that's where, it and that's where it got interesting again. Uh, Middlesbrough dispatched eight of some of the best penalties I've seen in a while. Uh, the last two, especially, were uh, pretty much in the roof of the net. Uh, and then Anthony Alanga stepped up for Man United and blazed over the bar to send nearly 10,000 TTT siders into absolute raptures.
0: If only there was a way to make the situation worse. Put your hands up if you uh, if you predicted a draw for this game. Keep your hands up if you predicted a 1-1 one, one draw for this game. And keep your hands up if you predicted that this game would not only go 1-1, one, one, would go to penalties. As well. Now then, I
1: mean, I was I was helped out by that one in the fact that it was a one and done game. So There was no replay, so I knew that if it was a, if it was a draw, the chances are it was going to go to penalties.
0: Now then, this is a very crucial thing because I need to put this out to the other gentleman on the podcast where I put it out as: Does Mr. Williams get the extra point?
3: Really predict would win no on penalties.
1: Technically, technically, the game finished 1-1. No. Technically, the game finished 1-1. So that's if, a tip point. Put, if, if you would have
3: stopped at that, then it would have been fine. But you went, oh, no, go to penalties and Man United
1: will win. <laughs> yeah, but it's no the same wait. way. If you'd, if you'd have put a bet on for the game to be 1-1 after 90 minutes, Mr William Hill would be paying you out, my friend. I see Matthew Moore. Andy
3: Cook and Judith womancy, not William Hill or Ladbrock well, or.
2: Oh. Where where do you stand on it, Andy? You know, as the man
0: with the book. So here's where I, here's where I stand on this one. Um,
2: <laughs> Just it to the bottom on the floor. I'm not
0: Brothers, well. All <laughs> we'll will become more and more clear as the podcast goes on. For where I stand on this, I have given a point. But my question is, am I taking it away or am I leaving it? Because. <laughs> it's one
1: point or two?
0: So I've given two points for the score and an additional point.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Two for, you two say for that, the score. You're well. saying that. You're Just two say, points.
0: So. Let's leave it as it is for now and review at the end, shall we?
1: Oh, God. But no, no, seriously, it should just be two points, because I got the result correct.
0: Let's review it at the end, shall we? (laughs) Speaking of reviewing it at the end, we move swiftly to Hull City versus PNE, Preston North End. Now then. Stu? Yep. Go on.
2: i very... Very very short and sweet. Hull lost one 0 to Preston. Cameron Archer hit the post in the first half and then scored in the second. So he's uh, he got he got nearer and yeah it went went on finished nothing really much happened apart from Hull were crap.
0: So yeah there you go. You say it's short and sweet. I'm going to make it even shorter and a little less sweet because. Everybody had Hull to win this game. Nobody predicted the Preston goalscorer. So it's zero points across the board. Speaking of zero points, Nottingham Forest went up against Leicester City in a uh, in a nil-nil banger, wasn't it, Matt?
3: Yeah, I predicted 4-1, so like I did two points.
0: Two points for you, sir. Oh, wait.
3: Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I predicted four one. That was right. We're done, and dusted. <laughs> no, no. So, in in a in a surprising twist, um, Forest dominated would be the kind of thing, and it wasn't even close. Kind of even the match. Kind of thing. You see, sometimes you have four one. You kind of, then you think, oh, that perhaps didn't reflect the match. It was four one winners, and I mean, Leicester didn't look like. The team that had won the Cup the previous year didn't look like the decent team that they've looked at in the thing. I think, they, you know, they put out a slightly weaker team, but I think, yeah, Forrest played really, really well. It was kind of decent passing, decent movement, kind of their, their goal was just bizarre. Bryce had an absolute rush of blood to the head and was God knows where he was at the time. But yeah, yeah. Um, Zinkenagel got the first one got it all rolling um, Brennan Johnson got second Joe Worrell kind of got the third before half time and Jed Spence kind of finished it off just after half time um, kind of other key parts of it would be the uh, Joe Worrell header whilst on the ground that also somehow went out for a forest throw in which was just kind of summed it up really and um, yeah, I it it was weird because I wasn't I watched it and I wasn't I was never nervous, um, but then I wasn't I was weirdly not excited at the end of it either. Kind of at the end of the Arsenal game, I was like, ah, oh, that was quite good. That whereas this one, I was a bit like, ah, it won 4-1, that's all right, and kind of was like, nice kind of thing. But um, I think it's that kind of thing now. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, decent. To, it's decent to have a cup run, but at what point you kind of go? I just need to kind of just knock
0: this on the head now because it's more important things to be getting on with. So, Paul, you predicted Leicester. Two points for me. Two points
3: points for you, Matt.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you can go back in time and change which team you predicted that for. Um, Paul, you. Correctly predicted the Leicester City goalscorer. Congratulations to you, that's one point. Stuart, you uh, had Leicester to win. But you did pick Spence to score for Nottingham Forest. One point for you, sir.
2: I I got told off for that choice last week, and now who's got the point?
0: You'll never find me telling you off, Stu, for picking... (laughs) Picking the correct one of the correct scorers. Uh, Matt did his absolute best to dodge, duck, and weave round any points. Uh, picked Leicester to win, and one, two, three, four technically four goal scorers picked. Not a one. I picked Forrest to win. I also picked Zinconagel and Johnson to score, so I'll just have the three pints for that one. Um, I have got booked in for my Nottingham Forest tattoo. It's going to be any uh, day now. Uh so that's the first half of the week done. Now then, it's just a little tot up. Because, according to these gentlemen here, there's nothing to do with me. I'm removing myself from this. Paul now only has three points. Stu has one point. Matt is yet to get out of the gate. And I've got three points. Interesting. It can all change. Let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's work on the principle that uh, can all change. Three games three games. Those three games look a little something like Derby County versus Bull. Oh. Stew?
2: Yep. Um all excited. It was on T V. On the telly. Box. Might as well just to take the hammer to it, to be fair. It was awful. Um City played pretty well for the first six and a half to seven minutes and then just decided to go home. Uh, Derby ran out 3-1 winners and I say 3-1, Hull didn't even score the goal. So, the goal scorers for Derby were Craig Forsyth, Tom Lawrence and Festy Ebersele who, to be fair, dominated the entire game, ran out of steam and got subbed off 20 minutes before the end and still got man of the match um, the the goal for Hull was looking like a KLP goal until they then wound the tape back and it was a Craig Forsyth own goal So that I, I got all excited when it was uh, King Lewis Potter and then uh, yeah
0: no, not so much well as we like to do on the podcast, we like symmetry, so whereas Matt finished the first half of the week, no points. Walks through this game as the only person to get points. Picked Lawrence for a goal. Uh, Paul, your nil-nil. Ain't going to get you uh, much there, I'm afraid. Uh, Stuart Matt with one Ain't going to get much, but as I said, Matt did get Lawrence. Um... Some of us had hold uh, out for a heavy win. <laughs> uh, guess what? I did not pick the Hull goal scorer. Because <laughs> it doesn't play play for Hull, so, you know. Um, we need to discuss the own goal rules later in the podcast. Because that could, uh, could be a game changer. Who knows? Blackburn Rovers. Took on Nottingham Forest. How did they do in this game, Matt?
3: They ran out 2-0 winners,
0: surprisingly. Um, You say surprising. uh, Was it that much of a surprise to some people?
3: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I, I didn't... Well, I, I, I... Because I was travelling down to York last night I didn't think I'd see much of this But I managed to see the first half Um, And uh, James Garner With a really nice finish um, uh, For the first one And then Brennan Johnson With a penalty for the second Um, Yeah uh, I think it was a bit of Kind of um, Kind of good Competitive match But yeah, Forrest ran out Winners and Tony Mowbray had a bit of a whinge about it, so it's all
0: good. Perfect, Paul. You had Blackburn down to win. Nothing there, I'm afraid. Stew, Forrest to win. I like it. Uh, unfortunately, though, that's where the points end for you. Just a one point. Matt, you had Blackburn down to win. Uh, you did not get the goal scorers. Uh, so. But for some of us, Forest winning 2-0 is not that surprising. Especially when you predict it. So that's two points. Obviously when you put Johnson down to score, <laughs> that's another point as well. Three points for me it can all change though it can all change queens park rangers qpr to their friends went up against middlesbrough paul what did this outing look like
1: well you said that, that things can change but unfortunately for the for the viewing public they might have to change after a very short break i think yeah
0: probably it's the suspense. I see what you've done there. I mean, You're trying to build the suspense.
1: It, it's been it's been known to happen. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll be right back any minute now.
1: Recording in progress.
0: In theory, we should be back. Back in black. So where we left you suspensefully, we were about to find out how. QPR did against Middlesbrough
1: we were indeed Andrew and um, very entertaining game this actually um, it finished 2-2 Um opening goal scored by QPR was by Elias Chair and was a cracking finish just bent it right around the goalkeeper no no arguments there Um the equaliser coming on 45 plus 2 minutes. Uh, a a very, very rare Dale Fry goal. Only a second for the club in fact. That's how rare it was. Um, I missed the second QPR goal as uh, I was out of the room when it occurred. Um, and walked back into what I thought was the players coming out for the start of the second half. And it turned out to be the QPR players celebrating because it was called in the 46th minute uh, by Chris Willock after a bit of a goalkeeping howler by the sounds of it from uh, Joe Lumley. Um, but on the hour mark, uh, ex Borough player Uncle Albert Adoma decided that he still got a bit of a soft spot for Borough because he decided to put through his own net to uh, equalise, bring it back to 2 2, uh, and that's how the game finished.
0: So, as I alluded to earlier, if, if there's an own goal situation, if somebody predicted that goal scorer, do they get the points?
1: No. If anything, it should be a minus point. Uh,
0: are we sure? Just... just. Oh, okay, so, sorry Stu. I mean, it's not like net. it's, it's not, not a minus point. It's not like the uh, the person in question is saying this because uh, he correctly predicted a two-two, and he's trying to do other people out of points to bring back his missing point from oh, the first game.
1: No, like it was the only reason I said it was mainly just because it's like you know, just funny, isn't it? If you're predicting a cat to score and he does, but unfortunately it's in the wrong fucking net. It's not it's not an ideal situation for anyone involved. but it was it
2: was the point where Because I, I was sort of following the scores as the, as it was happening. And just for some reason in my head I just had like the steptoe and son theme tune, like the Uncle Albert <laughs> in my head as soon as I knew that knew that he scored and then when it was
1: on goal it just made it worse. <laughs> Hold oh, no, on, no. Break it down for us. Break it down.
0: So, Paul, you did correctly predict two-two, but in in doing that, you didn't get any of the goal scorers, which is strange. Um, Stu and Matt both predicted Willock. Now, this was a little bit of a problem for me because my dyslexia wrote something down, and then when I checked the scores, I was like, "Is this the same player? Or is this a different player?" I need to check, so I checked, and I couldn't find a player who plays for QPR the way I spelt it, so I had to do some quick maths and work out that the person that you guys were predicting was the person who was scoring all them goals. So, uh, points for both of you there, and to finish the week off nicely, I predicted Middlesbrough to win, and I didn't get either of the goal scorers. Zero points At this point in time I, I couldn't tell you who's won the week Because I've had to change the scores three times Um Matt I think you got two points For the week as a I whole I know I, I haven't won
3: I, did, I didn't win on the pod But I, I won in football in life this week So
0: I'll take that with me Uh Stu you either got three or four points Can't work out which I think it might be three Paul you nearly drew with me But you did yourself out of a point so you got five. I'm winning the week with six is me. <laughs> ah, it makes me chuckle. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Well done, Andy. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> what would you like to talk about now?
1: Um. Well, obviously, we'll have, we'll have a little uh, a little change up, and we'll do the uh, the week in football. Um. A bit of a strange week, really. Oh, has it? There's been kind of all sorts going on with players, you know, doing inappropriate things to, you know, household pets. Um, I mean, you can't, you cannot set that up like that. That sounded terrible. It, I mean, it was
2: pretty bad, but it wasn't that, is what I'm getting
1: <laughs> I didn't say what I, that. Me saying inappropriate things does not indicate a particular thing. No, but it alludes to. It does (laughs) very much allude to.
2: Well, I suppose. Don't don't pussyfoot around. Just get in
1: trouble. Oh, lovely. Lovely. That's that's, that's up there with someone saying, West Ham are in the top four. Don't ask me out. (laughs) Oh, 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 let's not get into this because we could get in big trouble. But, yeah, unfortunately... um, uh, West Ham player Kurt Zouma um, was caught up in a bit of a bit of a scandal. In that um, someone had released video footage of him um, throwing his cat around, and for one of a better phrase, giving his cat a bit of a shoo-in. Um And I think it's, it's it, 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 at, at first West Ham had come out and said that he was being was it that he was being disciplined by the club. And he wasn't being considered for selection, I think. And then been... about two hours later, he was in the starting lineup for the game that evening. And it was widely condemned by most people. Um, and then it's taken, it's, it's taken a further twist today um, when, as he was pulling out of training, his teammate, Mikhail Antonio, was asked the question Do you have any comment to make on the situation? To which he said, um, I, it, rather than you asking me a question I've got a question for you is what he did I'm not, I'm not condoning what he, he's, this is like not not word for word but he, he said some the lines of I'm not condoning what he's done but you've had players who've been found guilty of racism on the pitch and then they've not been given any game bans or anything like that they've been eligible to play the next game and he's like saying like He's saying that what he did was worse than racism, and he's not wrong. He's, he's got he's got a perfectly valid point. You know, it's um, it's two completely different scenarios, but they both they both should come with punishments. Of, uh, like,
0: but it, but it is that, isn't it? It's apples and oranges. But the short version is, neither of them should go unpunished. Both of them should be yeah. punished. It's not saying because one group of people are being punished that makes. The other group, okay, it's both groups should be punished.
2: I think the the West, the West Ham response though, was straight out of the Wraith Rovers playbook from the other week, wasn't it? It, it, oh, David Moyes was was picking the best team available to him. That was his excuse. Right, okay, you knew what was coming. You still shouldn't have done it. They still, they still went ahead and did it, and it, and it took. Was it? They they tried to sweep under the carpet, didn't they, by saying they were dealing with it internally, like you said, and then it just snowballed and snowballed, and snowballed from there. Like didn't it end up that
1: he had the RSPCA went to his house to take the animals off him? Yeah. Uh, so the the RSPCA have taken the cats away from him, but like it, it keeps getting new layers added to it because apparently yeah. there's a there's a there's like a law in France because he is French, um, and there's a law in France that says that if you found Guilty of like domestic abuse towards like pets, it can come with like jail time or something like that. That's that's been all over Twitter and stuff like that. And apparently, it counts if you're not even in France. So, I mean, I'm saying all this. I, I could be the victim of an elaborate hoax or something like that, but it's it's it seems to have been reported by enough sources that it would indicate that it could
2: be true. If if you're if you're the victim of the hooks, then so is Sky Sports because I'd seen the, them reading it out on there like yesterday, right, okay.
0: and saying um, that it, it's, there it. there are a lot of layers to it. I, I added some stuff this evening that there was more like more stuff was coming out like ongoing. Um,
1: yeah, yeah no, not great. On the on the flip side of that, so obviously where you've got one cat that's been abused. In a sort of an odd twist of fate, um, the Sheffield Wednesday Wigan game had to be stopped for a moment because a cat had run onto the pitch. Um, So rather than kick the cat off the pitch, uh, the closest Wigan Wigan player to the cat decided to basically try and corral it and then pick it up and take it off the pitch. Um, It then came out after the game that apparently that cat had been missing for a number of weeks and was reunited with its own. Ah. So I mean I didn't know
2: that second part. That. That's quite
3: sweet really.
0: My, my if favourite... I was him
3: I would have run completely in the opposite direction. i be like, footballers, cats, I'm not going anywhere near that <laughs> cat.
0: My my favourite bit of the video was the bit where the cat like rolled onto its back and was like having a play and stuff. I thought the guy was coming to play with him and he's like, Get off get off the pitch. I'm trying to play football here. Piss off. But yes, they were they were very they were very kind to the cat. They eventually picked him up and uh, gave him gave him a little snuggle and took him away and stuff. Uh,
1: just briefly going back to the FA Cup, obviously we didn't cover it in the um, predictions, but sadly, Hartlepool United were not able to uh, defeat Crystal Palace, so fell at the fourth round hurdle. yet again, um, but by all accounts, they put up a decent showing. Um, they only they didn't get they didn't get blown out by him by him, by any uh, stretch of the imagination. They only lost two nil. Um, had a couple of chances to score as well, but weren't able to. Sadly, that'd have been nice for the, the traveling hordes of poolies if they'd have been able to uh, celebrate a goal. But uh, sadly, it was not to be. Uh, so that was just a, a little wrap up from FA Cup week. Is anyone else got so, anyone else? What? Who did you get in the draw for uh, the FA Cup? Oh yeah, um, so it, the it, reward it, for knocking out Man United was a home tie against Tottenham Hotspur. Nice. And Forrester got Huddersfield at home twenty-fifth of February, isn't it? Something God. like that. Yeah, yeah. We- so in a in a strange sort of move, they've decided I think they've done this before actually. They've they've um, they've scheduled all of the fifth round games for midweek. Um so, let me just find the draw more details. Um, so yeah, it was it was announced that the, the games are on. The games are all been selected and technically they're all available to be viewed on TV in one way or another. Um, so the games are played the week, the first to the seventh of March. Um, starts up with Peterborough versus Manchester City on the Tuesday. Ends with Nottingham Forest versus Huddersfield on the following Monday um, and all of the games are either on ITV or BBC in one way or another um, so some of the games are under the red button um, but it's just yeah it's just nice that all the fans of everyone who's still involved in the cup this season will now be able to see their team yeah Robin you <laughs>
2: Well, whilst we're talking, FICO probably should uh, little shout out to the the team of Boreham Wood, being the only non-league team left in the competition. Uh, they've got Everton, I believe, yep. in the next round. Yeah. Um, nice, nice, might big spending in Bournemouth. Mm. Nice, nice for the Boreham Wood chairman because he's a, a, a big Chelsea fan, apparently. So he gets to go and meet Frank Lampard and having his team, you know, for non-league side knock out somebody who sat what second in the championship. Didn't hardly mention that at all. He was just—he he nearly cried when he realised he was going to be meeting Frank Lampard. So uh, at least he'll have a nice day.
1: And
2: um, other stuff, though. Speaking of, of cup things, obviously Senegal won the Afcon, didn't they? Yeah. Um, on penalties over Egypt, and it was the battle of Mane versus Salah. So Liverpool players against each other, which I mean. Some people are into that kind of thing, but not for, not for me. But uh, Mane scored the winning penalty. But um, I think it was the third time Senegal have been in the final, and but the first time that they've ever won it. So that was quite nice. Um, but the my favourite part of it was the meme that came out afterwards of um, Mane with his arm around Salah at the end of the game, and it just said, "Can you put my bins out on Tuesday for me?" <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. Um. What else? What else have we got? Um. The Premier, the Premier League in the EFL in a bit of a more more of a serious vein, are launching a review into increasing crowd trouble. Apparently, pyrotechnic incidents are up from 193 to 229. Missile throwing is up from 116 to 223, and hate crime in the stands from 146 to 206. And that's trouble across all divisions, up by a third since the nineteen twenty season. Obviously, they have to do the stats from the nineteen twenty season because, uh, funnily enough, it was fairly quiet twenty twenty one. But yeah, that, I mean, a bit of a light-hearted end to that. But it was it's not good news, is it? Like, it does seem to be that people have been released back into the wild and have become slightly feral whilst they've been uh, in lockdown.
3: It's kind of summed up with I know it's a local derby like with Forrest and Leicester in the FA Cup but the scenes from that from the Leicester fans arriving in Nottingham to just go and destroy the, the city centre which you just think for God's sake you know we know what everyone's been through in the past 18 months so you're just going to go and trash some pubs and restaurants that probably can't afford it and then the dimwit who ran on the pitch when uh, kind of thing. and the best thing about it is you see these kind of these fans well they shouldn't be celebrating in front of us they don't want trouble I'm like, how about you control yourself? It's a game of football. You know, you're like, for God's sake, you know. But thankfully
1: he's banned for life and, you know, good luck to him. So You do you do question what goes through these, like, idiot's heads at times. Cause... Nothing. It's wind. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. <laughs> just, just, you can just hear the pee rattling around inside it. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's just, like, I mean, nonsense. to Uh, That guy scored against my club How can I react to this Oh I know I'll just go and chin him What? What? How is is that a rational thought That goes through anyone's head I just don't Also on top of that He punched Keenan Davis The lad is
3: Massive (laughs) And jacked So if you do manage to get the punch in And you're not Tackled by stewards that guy's got a free pot shot at he? And he's probably going to knock your block off and you'll deserve it.
2: Ooh. The wasp, the, have, you seen, have you also seen the news this week? Just changing gears again. Mike Ashley still remains fully committed to buying Derby. <laughs> crack on, son. You crack on. Ooh.
3: Well, they could go out of business because apparently it's going to take 12 weeks for it to go through. In the meantime, they might go out of business anyway. So this is the, this is the worry that a lot of the buyers have got is that they'll buy a club that doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> well, oh no, yeah.
0: Anything else yeah, from in, the, in uh,
1: the in the wider football family? Obviously, you hope that doesn't happen. But.
2: Does that mean that we could have them three goals chalked off
1: from the other night? (laughs) Then,
0: I think that's how it works. Yeah.
1: Well, you you say this if the if they can't fulfil the fixtures, all the all the all the results will be expunged from the league. So. Not ideal.
0: Anything else from a news perspective? then I imagine we've got some games to predict and it's another one of those strange weeks where we've got three games to predict and a bonus who's going to get the bonus this week find out shortly but first a game for each team we're starting with Hull City they're taking on Fulham so the way it works is if it's your team you pick last and that way you can Take little tidbits from other people's predictions Put it into yours and come up with the definitive prediction The finest of predictions Stu, you will go last I have already put mine in the book Because I know what's going to go down So, Matt Uh,
3: Apologies to uh, our friend in Hull But I've gone for 4-1 to Fulham the managerial trade change does not seem to have worked would be the uh, analysis on that one. So I've gone Lewis Potter to score for Hull. Mitro to, you know, just pad his stats with another couple.
0: Who was that, sorry? Wilson. uh, Mitrovic with two.
3: Wilson with the third. And Cabano because, you know, um, for the
1: fourth. Now
0: I know what you're all gonna say. You're gonna say, Andy, you're crazy. What are you what are you thinking? I've got a weird I've got a weird feeling about this game. So I've gone hull one nil. KLP <laughs> banging one oh in the god. back of the net. <laughs> uh, oh uh,
2: my this point, god. At this point, if you're listening to or watching the podcast, and you actually know Andy on a personal level, can somebody just pop round and check on him, please?
1: <laughs> He's like, I mean, does it not bother you a little bit, Andy, that you're going to be like out oh, of this game after about 90 seconds or something like
0: that? I mean,
1: yeah, I,
0: it's it's that thing. I like to keep my uh, my my streak of not winning every week. Uh, (laughs) oh no it's like that is it that's right I I, I do I do seem to win a lot
1: (laughs) you little slug so
0: Paul tell us how Hull's going to win this game
1: well I'm not as optimistic as you Uh, I'm also not as optimistic as Matt uh, as I believe this could be a bit of a hiding Um, I will go for Hull nil, Fulham 5 wow they just they're just on one this team they just they just don't seem to be like they 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 seem to have like they seem to be angry at the fact that they've had to be like you know subjected to another year in the championship uh, i believe um, mitrovic will get a hat trick um they've got a striker that was linked to Middlesbrough called Munoz or Moonoz. I always forget what his name is but I think he'll score and put me down for Decordova Dover other
2: wallpaper brands are available hey. um, course, well I weirdly have probably gone for the result that's bang in the middle of Matt's and Paul's prediction in the respect of I have gone for Hull nil, full and four. Uh, I have also got Mitrovic to score twice. I have also got uh, Cavallo to score one, so very similar to Matt. What Matt has forgotten clearly is that the midfield maestro himself The good old tough tackling Tom Kearney plays for uh, Fulham. So uh, stick me down for a Tom Kearney fluke of a ping pong free kick that's deflected off 16 players.
0: Well there we go. Three points for me apparently. Middlesbrough versus Derby. Speaking of Derby, they're here again going up against Middlesbrough. Paul, you will go last I'll tell you what, I want to go first, Middlesbrough 2, Derby 1, I've, I've got weird feelings about these games this week, just, just weird, Sporar and Crooks getting two goals in, in the Borough and Lawrence scoring for Derby, there you go Matt, there's your predictions sorted. Yeah. Would you like me to write the same down?
3: Just ditto. Okay, There you go. Lovely stuff. Could go with a hot hand.
0: Lovely stuff. Stew.
2: <laughs> Weirdly, I have also got on my piece of paper Middlesbrough 2, Derby 1. <laughs> But my my goal scorers are Balogun and Jones for Forest. effort uh, not for Forest, for Borough. Um and just because he has a fun name to say I have gone for plunge. Oh,
3: that was a weird one. They've sold him to Crystal Palace and they've loaned him back, so he's hmm. not even. Yeah, the million pound man he... He didn't look
2: that great against Hull, to be fair, which is why I thought he's definitely gonna shit out his way to a goal against one of our teams.
0: Go on then, Paul. There's
1: um, there's uh, this is a bit of a weird one because on a lot of the Borough forums, there was a lot of there was a lot of rumours doing the rounds that Derby, Derby fans had been trying to buy tickets in the Borough end to be able to get to Gibson. So I think the uh, I think the club have put on extra security um in the section of the stadium that Steve Gibson's gonna be. Um and they're probably gonna beef up like stuff on the on the gate and stuff like that. So it, this there's there's a potential that this one could be a bit of a bad tempered one. Um obviously the ongoing situation with Steve Gibson suing um Darby and Mel Morris isn't helping the situation. So, um, yeah, could have a bit of needle to it, so I'll just go for a narrow 1-0 win for Borough.
0: I honestly thought you were going to be like, and to add insult to injury, Borough are going to absolutely smash the snot out of Derby. 5-0.
1: Don't get me wrong, if that happens, I'm not going to be disappointed. Um, But yeah, 1-0, and I'll go for... look looked good last couple of weeks. I'll go for Johnny Owson to score.
0: Lovely stuff. Nye and Forest are going up against Stoke City. We know the deal now. Matt, you'll go last. Stu. One-one. One apiece. Interesting.
2: The the Zinka Nagel for uh, Forest. And Campbell for Stoke
0: I'm a little more in the Forest camp Seeing as they basically won the week for me So uh, 2-0 Forest Um, Until they stop scoring goals I'm not going to move away from Zinconagel and Johnson Uh, Paul
1: uh, I will go for 1 0 Johnson.
0: Matt.
3: I've gone 2 1 Forrest with Davis and Yates to score for Forrest and Derby Old Boy in to ch- housing himself to a goal. He's gone to Reading. Ah look. Um, I'll stick with my original choice, Nick Powell.
0: Okay. So that's the week predicted. But a bonus. Bonus footage. A bonus game. Who gets the bonus game this week? It's Stu's second favourite team. Hull City Going up against Sheffield United So Stu You will pick last Matt
3: I have gone Apologies again to Stu I have gone 2-1 To Sheffield United
0: Okay uh,
3: Sharp and Brewster To score for The Blades my main man, honey man, to get a little sneaky bonus goal.
0: I like what you've got there, but again, I'm going, I'm going crazy this week. I'm going all out crazy. I'm going full crazy. 2-0 to Hull. And it's all the men, the long men, the Honeyman. Paul uh, is officially choking
1: right now on my uh, on my amazing, I that. On my that
0: amazing
1: prediction. Paul. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm in the camp of another uh, bad one for Hull. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to go for just a just a one 0 But I think they will lose as Sheffield United seem to be on a bit of a tear at the minute. I will
0: go for Billy Sharp. Just go. Come on, Stu. Pool City, 3-0. Go.
2: Sheffield <laughs> United are on a tear, but they don't quite have the cheat code for the championship that Fulham do. Um. So I, I've gone with a one-all draw because... Quite rightly, as, uh, as a lot of you guys have already said, Billy Sharp is bound to score. ex Scunny got to. Nailed on. Uh, but, after a raft of new signings in the uh, build-up to the deadline day, one of them has surely got to score in the, like, in the next couple of games. And it ain't going to be in the Fulham game, let's be fair. So, I have gone for, and I will apologise now, Andy, Syed Manesh. That is that is his full surname. It's not like
1: Syed Manesh But I was just I was just gonna ask that. Is he one of these guys who that he just goes by his full name? Well, I think they've already run out
2: of letters in the uh, club shop, and that's before they've stalled any of the replicas. So it's... is
1: it is it an, is it one of the ones that's got an like an umlaut over the I as well?
2: Uh, no, no, I don't think
1: no. it is. I in
3: it. It's like S A Y A. Y-A-D It's double Y <laughs>
2: S-A-double Y That's like throwing it all
0: out there uh. I'm, so I'm basically to know That I had no chance of spelling that And uh, <laughs> it's official I was not even in The same time zone as that spelling
1: hey, so man, It could be worse We could have been doing this podcast About 13 years ago When Jan Venigorov Hesselink Was playing up front for them
0: uh, Bless you that is your three games with a bonus juicy a brucey bonus of a whole city extra game and that is the book closed so we've done things in a bit of a roundabout manner we've done the news we've done the reviews we've done the previews so, surely that means that there's only any other business?
1: Yes, and to finish on a light-hearted note for, for this particular week, I found something that BBC Sport had put on their Instagram feed earlier. Um, it, is, it has been entitled A Tough One for This Commentator, um, and it comes from a Hamilton Academicals game against Uh The commentator's nightmare... In as much as Hamilton, Hamilton, and Hamilton start for Arbroath against Hamilton, whilst Hamilton also have a Hamilton in their starting lineup. <laughs> so, just to clarify, that's four separate players called Hamilton and one team called Hamilton. Yeah, but Andy's pulling
2: that face. But if we were predicting Scottish football, it'd be onto a winner because he'd only have to write one name in the book. Right,
1: absolutely, absolutely nailed on. Um, let's, let's be honest. I kind of want to find that game and see if any of the Hamiltons scored. Let me have a look and see when it was played.
0: <laughs> well, you've got four chances. Be amazing.
2: Talk, talk amongst yourselves. You've got
0: four chances. It'd, it'd be
2: amazing if so... it was a three-one win and all
0: four of them scored. I think it'd be more amazing if none of them scored. <laughs> what is the percentage that they make up do of?
1: Not, but right, so here they, we go. They didn't score. Our two Hamilton Academical two so, goal scorers. For our Nicky Nikki Lowe, not a Hamilton. <laughs> Michael McKenna, not a Hamilton. For Hamilton Academical, Daniel O'Reilly, not a Hamilton. And Andrew Ryan, not a Hamilton. Unbelievable. Well, a Hamilton did score too, but the team. Yeah, that is true, <laughs> actually.
0: This is, this is no, for exception. The
1: Hamiltons in question were left-back Colin Hamilton, central midfielder Chris Hamilton, and striker Jack Hamilton. even better they had Gavin Swanky on the bench so
2: technically they almost have a jackhammer up front then that's got to be his name surely
1: oh big time and then for Hamilton academicals they had right back Jamie Hamilton playing no other Hamiltons on the bench sadly but yeah just a little bit of light heartedness to end your end your football fix for the week
0: and we do like to end on a light hearted note especially when sometimes the football world can get a little bit murky shall we say (sighs) I believe that is it I believe that is the week done we can look forward to games at the weekend and moving into next week and we can look forward to next week's podcast where we'll definitely be talking about how I've won the week again Now we'll be talking about cats on the pitch and uh, punching horses. How about that? Surely that's, surely that's a story that's going to come up at some point. I, I didn't realise we'd done some blood in there. <laughs> right, gentlemen, thank you. It, it's my job to thank you all for taking these lovely people through the sometimes murky world of the football world and we will catch you next week. Thank you, bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to look forward to. Big thank you to everybody that joined me today... Talking football. And a big thank you to you for listening along. Or watching, if you're getting us on YouTube. Wherever you are getting our podcast... Please do consider subscribing. It means a lot to us. You can also check out our website thecookiecast.com over there we've got social media links email links all sorts going on so do check it out and drop us a line that's it for this one Till next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then